When people ask, is everything a conspiracy? The answer is yes. Who and what is controlling everything and why? They, they practice sorcery. I can't argue against magic. <laughs> I don't know what it is that we live on, but I believe it's a realm. This realm that we live in is the lowest level of heaven, highest level of hell. Chicken snake gods and the Anunnaki and sorcery. If Sam says the chicken snake god is running everything, I'm literally in the world of crazy. <laughs> I'm winning. <laughs> You're losing. Conspiracy Social Club, aka Deep Waters. Deep Waters. Deep Waters. My balance is very similar to to a house cat. Like if I just chucked you up, would you land on your feet? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. The real question would be, could you even get to me before I sprung? I want to show you a new Croft Maga move today. Oh, I got to see that. Okay. See it now. Okay. Get shoot this down. Okay, so let's say uh, I'm trying to get away from you, right? You grab both of my, my arms with so both hands. So this is hands. Krav You're grabbing both my arms with both my hands, okay? So if you grab really hard, right, yeah. I'm going to hit that. Ah, I'm going to chop ah, that, right? Jesus, man. So, so what I do is, like, I go and I cup it and bang. I'm out, right? What the? Hold on. Hold on. Oh, what the? Wow. Dude. Hold on. Let me try that again, man. Dude, <laughs> no, no, dude that's, no, a, that's a... No, it's a one-time shot, dude. David Blaine shot, <laughs> Here we go, bro. Bro, <laughs> bro, I was gonna walk on there. I got wrestler forearms and wrestler hands. Nobody's had a fucking break. Here we go, dude. Get in, get out, dog. One time shot. Fan, man. I get, I get, I get, I get why Doug Stanhope only does the show one time. Just one he doesn't time. Want to see you do the, don't want to wow. show the magic twice. Wow. Hey, by the way. Oh, okay, oh, there we go. Just know that's available at any time, bro. Krav Maga, we have no rules except for one. What? Win and advance. <laughs> dude. I'm basically, I'm a walking target. Yeah, that's for sure, bro. I'm a wa- I mean, all that's you for see, sure. you don't that's for see sure. me. You, you just see, all you see is soft spots to exploit. Yeah, that's all I do. And I see a lot of soft spots. Dude, even your Mostly fingertips. Mostly the back of your head right there. Your fingertips, you blinded me. You caught me in the throat, so I can't even scream. Yeah. So I go, ah, and I can't say anything. And then you break my grip. Yeah, for sure, bro. Fuck, dude. For sure. We're you, learning. We're you learning. Copped. I just want to make a million, millions of dollars, quit everything, and just take martial arts 24-7. That's it. That's all I want to do. Are we recording? Yeah. Rogan dedicated uh, uh, one of his Instagram things to uh, a woman who just got her black belt at I saw that. Man, that almost brought... I'm dead serious. I almost started crying. 10 years, man. I think that's cool. my age. I think that's really cool. It is. I think a lot of people get lost in age and all that stuff. And it's just like, you know, I always say, man, the sooner you start, the sooner you're five years in, the sooner you're 10 years in, the sooner you're all that stuff. And, you know, it's like I said, man, Paul Mooney once said to me, man, it's like, I was super young at the comedy store and he was just like, this is the best time. This is the best time because you're just, doing comedy for the sake of comedy it's meant to be fun get a couple drink tickets maybe there's some girl that some chuckle fucker out there that'll let you know keep going right yep yep that's fun now we're now where we are and i've kind of gotten there a little later and everybody on a smaller scale this is also kind of fun where you're you're playing you know home games all the time yeah there's a fun but that in between which seems like how 
I enjoyed the whole fucking ride, man. And I, I think agree. people need to understand because that. Because I think part of that being young is that you're not sure if it's going to work. Yes. You're not sure if anybody wants to hear what you have to say. And in fact, when they do react to it, like I remember the first time I did The Road... And I did this joke where I was like, I don't like Brian. I think I want to change my name to something sexy, like like a sound, you know. And this woman was laughing so hard. She was like laughing and she was like, I, I, that wasn't the whole joke. I was doing this thing. But I, I was like three minutes into my act and I was ready. I was so excited to be headlining. I didn't even know if I had an hour. I was like, holy fuck, here I am in Kansas City. Imagine a time where Brian thought he didn't have an hour. I know, I know, I know, <laughs> I know. Now I go so over... But but it was it's so interesting. So, I, Brian, do you ever get off stage on time? No, I don't. So I I think sometimes if you go too long, yeah, it could hurt your show. I know I should learn that, but I just don't, and I have problems. But I'm I'm actually I'm actually gonna shoot a half hour special on in January. Just release it on YouTube, um, and I'm I'm carving it out. I'm carving. I'm animating my special detail. Ooh. I like that idea. I got this guy's going to do really fun, simple animation. That yeah. It's a I'm, great idea. I'm starting it right now. Well, I, I think I pitched this idea, Sam, to uh Schaub and to everybody else. I was like, we should start the first metaverse comedy club. I like that. You know what yeah, else we should do? do dude? We should all shoot a half an hour and release them all together. That's a good idea, too. As a fucking Yeah, package. but Sam, you're a team player, and most comics, let's be honest, just ain't. And that's I, okay. I just think it, I think it would be amazing. I do, too. You get about five or six guys. I know. Some, all these dangerous motherfuckers. Yeah. I'm sorry, dude. Who wouldn't want to see Chris Lee's new half hour? Oh, Who wouldn't want to see Shabs, mine, yours, and whoever else we can get into there and I go, agree. here you go. I agree. Theo, all of them. Because when you just do, when you do um, like Netflix and stuff, you don't know how it's doing. You're dealing with all the people who are commenting. And I on. just think that Netflix's da I, days are coming to an end. Like this whole thing with Dave Chappelle, the more and more I look into it, the more and more I'm like, this was just a giant marketing scheme <laughs> to promote this dude's special. It's Well, that's what's kind of beautiful about any kind of dissension you know it's like anytime you cause a fuss you're just making somebody bigger yeah but Jordan dude. peterson said so i never knew that social justice warriors would make my fucking would pay me so much money because every time a social justice warrior raises a protest or hates jordan peterson his patreon goes up by fucking 10 you know thousand dollars i mean that's what's so hilarious about it if you're an anti-revolutionary and you want to tear down the entire system and you're a, you believe in communism, you you become Noam Chomsky and you're you're you become a multi-millionaire because everybody wants to read your books and everybody wants to hear you speak. So they're, they're, what's funny is, regardless of where you stand in the political spectrum, you always fall into the capitalist umbrella. You're you're going to start making money. AOC is always always going to make so much money. She's going. She is already probably the person she wants to tax. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Well, that, no, because Brian, the truth of the matter is, is the people who run Amazon where they pay no taxes, right? Yeah, are the same are going to have the same accountants. So, so the the rich are never going to pay a tax. It's when you say tax the rich, you're saying tax the middle class. Mm. That's what you're saying because the super rich have accountants that can figure this whole thing out. Well, not only that, dude, but now. They, they had a very left-wing journalist and a, a right-wing journalist on talking about 
how I'm listening. Newsrooms, I'm just for newsrooms used to be like if you were a journalist, you you came from a working class background. You came from a middle class background. You, you know, work a, being a journalist was like being a guy who had a lot in common because he had a family. He had a family that that worked that were the common man. They were middle class. Right. They were lower class. They were blue collar. They were. Think about being a sports writer back in the day, or just being a beat journalist, man. You got your hands dirty. You were out there, and and your job to be a member of the fourth estate. Your job was to speak truth to power. Your right. job was to hold the powerful accountable. Okay. Right. right. Here's the problem. Right. Here's the fucking problem. If you look at a newsroom, and I'm it doesn't listening. matter if it's Fox, and it doesn't matter if it's CNN, it doesn't matter if it's MSNBC. If you look at the newsroom today, and you look at all those journalists, every single one of them practically comes from privilege. They all come from the elite upper classes. I couldn't agree why, more. Why is that? They all come out of the colleges like Harvard, Yale, Princeton. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now let me tell you, to get into those colleges, you have because colleges are so expensive. Please understand, you are going to pay four hundred to five hundred thousand dollars for your child's education. Most of those kids are not in debt. Most of those kids are, you know, the ones that go to those elite schools have, have parents of means. So now you have, you, you've grown up not only very, very privileged, but you've also grown up in, uh, and, and in a very, very wealthy part of the world, going to very, very good schools. And now you, and you had the time to get really good at the cello, get really good at tennis, whatever it might be. And that's how you get into Harvard. And now in Harvard, you're meeting a bunch of other kids who are exactly like you. Yeah, of course. They, they, they read the same things. Yeah. They've, they've seen the same movies. They've grown up with the same people. And now what do you do? I want to go change the world. And I had a professor who also grew up this way. And my professor now is, is, has only lived in a world of theory. Only. Yeah. Only. Yeah. They've never done anything. They've never right, gotten their hands dirty. Right, they just haven't. Right, right. They haven't been in the military. Yeah. They haven't worked with their hands. They don't know anybody who smokes. living in the world of theory. They don't even know anybody who smokes. They don't have... They don't have plumbers and contractors over for dinner. You know why? They don't know them. It's not even their fault. They just don't know them. And now you have that cloistered echo chamber that then gets into a newsroom. Now they go to CNN. Yeah. And, and, and oh, by the way, by the way, when you get successful now in journalism, you become a multimillionaire. So you're even wealthier. And now you're sitting up at your desk. You've never, your hands, you've never worked with your hands. You have no idea what the average American is. And now all you do is sit up there and talk about white supremacy, racism, gender neutral bathrooms, this, that, and the other thing. And you have disdain for who? For working class Americans just because they don't find Obama's policies or whoever's policies helpful to them because they have $500 in the bank or they just can't get by with this government who you call fair, who you call Democrats or whatever that you call them, Republicans. And now they vote for a, a dude who talks like them, like Trump, with a sense of humor, and you call them racist. And so, so you up there, you call those people who you've never met, you don't know anything about them, you have no idea what their needs are. And you don't even understand that they have to budget, they have to budget milk. They know exactly how much a carton of milk costs. Exactly. Right. You've never even looked at how much a, a carton of milk costs. You never, never did that in your life. You have no, nothing in common with those fucking people. That, that's what we're dealing with. And that's why the mainstream media is losing its credibility. And that's why people like Sam come so, along. So this, there's this, uh, someone, I have a telegram for Tim Fall Hats doing extremely well. 
and uh, telegrams where a lot of oh, real good talk happens. Like yeah. what used to happen on YouTube and Twitter yeah. is now happening on Telegram and Rockfin, right? Yes. And uh, somebody put out this video, and I, I, I sorry you can't open it, but it's basically where this black militant in Austin is at a school board meeting. And he's like defending critical race theory. And he's telling this whole group of people in Texas that he's got a thousand, a thousand militants with guns ready to rock and roll. And I haven't been able to play the video yet because, but motherfucker, are you bragging about a thousand people with guns in Texas? Yeah. Like, what you're saying is, I got a thousand people that are ready to get slaughtered <laughs> by a million people with guns. Yeah. Like, like this notion of a race war, which I I, don't, it's, I just think it's just... Like, the, the, the number of black people versus the number of white people in America, it's not even close. Like, it's the most ridiculous thing. And the, and I think this, this video is a psyop. I think th this is to get us all to fight up. And look at me, I'm playing into it. But it's like... This, with this written house or this this Kyle trial going on, yeah. you know, and it's just like you have there are people out there acting like this guy shot black people, right? And he shot Duke convicted of anally raping children. Yes, and also another guy who was pointing a gun right at him. Yeah, I mean it's like it's just like where and like I mean he's gonna walk. He's gonna walk. That, I mean let's hope that video. That video is so fucking. I mean, there's no way. He's going to walk. And you watch like the, and here's the whole thing about like any, anybody black that's going off on this kid. Like how many times have you watched a trial of a black person and saw a, a prosecutor <clears throat> prosecuting someone when there was no evidence? Like, isn't that just like how many Netflix specials or docs are based off that notion of the city prosecuting when there was no, no, no no evidence but first for all, some first reason all, i don't think that there is any race pro i think black people and white people by and large in the workforce this is what i to go back to get along just great i, I and and i i don't know I, maybe you do i don't know anybody i really don't know anybody who who uh who thinks of anybody who's of who's not white as being less able or, or doesn't have the same potential or look or really even thinks about that. No, it's always the fringes, it's right? It's the fringes, man. And so when you have some maniac who's talking about he's got a million armed, you also have a lot of white Thousand. people. You he said a, a thousand yeah, you guys got a, you got a lot of white people in Texas. Doing that. You have a lot of white people doing that. That might go in like, like L.A.? Well, well. so in, in, in San Francisco, I mean, I'm sorry, in, in California, in this state, in, in the north of this state, which is very conservative, uh, city councils and student government boards, so student councils, uh, 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 teachers councils, you know, are being threatened with violence all the time by white people who are talking the exact same way. Now, my problem with anybody who talks that way, like what? Um, we got, I got guns, we want violent overthrow. Those kinds of people are, um, they have no idea. Usually my guess is they have no fucking idea what real violence is. You don't really hear Navy SEALs, Marines, army guys who've been through war talking that way because what they because those guys know exactly how horrific it is and they have an idea of what civil war is really like which would be horrible because what happens of course is it gives psychopaths and serial killers 
a chance to organize and do horrific things. And nobody, those people that actually, the bad apples that really do all the terrible things, they have zero interest in anything but killing and destruction. And that's a, once you let that genie out of the bottle, those kind of fucking evil people come out of the woodwork because they get off on destruction and they get off on murder. And that's exactly what happened in the Balkan Wars, the Yugoslav, when Yugoslavia broke up. That's what happens in every fucking civil war. So when people talk this way, man, it really makes me nuts. Whether they're black or white or whatever they are, they're usually blowhards who are either so frustrated or or too dumb to realize what they're saying. So, you know, that that kind of stuff is, but it's real. It's real, man. It's it is scary. I mean, when you hear those well, they, social they media seem guys, to be wanting to push us towards this. I I I mean, I've said this a thousand times. I'll say it again. These people that are doing it are not bigger than God in the universe. And I know you know when I say this, I I say this all the time. I get a visceral reaction to saying that because I'm a knuckle dragon scumbag. Did a lot of drugs. Had a lot of great sex. Great sex. Uh, I when I talk about God, my body t- tenses up yeah. and I get really weird about it. But that's kind of where I am. Like I've been talking a lot about this in my recovery meetings. Like my my wiring and my new operating system I'm downloading are at conflict right now. Yeah, because I'm a knuckle dragger, and now I have this <clears throat> like this spiritual thing that's going on inside me, and I have daughters. My view of women is changing. Mm-hmm. Like I was talking about this the other day. That's what happens. I said one or two things. I either want to go medieval on chicks sexually, right? Or I just want to help them achieve their dreams. Like <laughs> I, I, I have this weird kind of things either. We're going to get weird sexually or I'm going to help you achieve everything you ever wanted in life. Right. That's kind of where I am right now. Yeah. But when I talk about God and the spirituality stuff, it's like, man, there's rules to the universe. These guys, Bill Gates, Fauci, Charles Power, Bottom Schwab, all these motherfuckers, they're not doing the universe and they're not bigger than the universe, man. And that's why, unfortunately, when you like when you get sick and you're trying to like kill off a parasite or you go through like some really hard times, man, your body, how it's dealing with the 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 uh, parasite or the uh, or the virus or whatever it is. Like there's this kind of really awkward transition. And that's what I think we're going through right now. Yeah. How do you feel about this? Uh, there's this radical push that, on the radical fringes, of course, on the far left. Um, you hear these these uh, people talking about redefining the word pedophile as minor. Dude, I will kill all them. As minor. I will kill all them. I'm not even kidding. I know. I will fuck these people up. Me too. On site. Why? Because they they want to re- because they think that ready for this pedophile is. Um, is a negative connotation and we should change it to minor attracted huh. See, how interesting it is like okay so brian about, i've been getting really spiritual guess what getting into a little bit of jesus lately okay i, hope, I can't wait till somebody tries to do this in the mainstream please place. do it in front of me and watch me go armo crazy go zero to felony like that dude i'm not this, even look kidding this, look we usually hear pedophilia talked about in terms of mental illness, if not evil, both. But, but August 17th, a motley crew of self-identified minor attracted, pers- minor, minor attracted persons and mental health professionals have gathered in Baltimore to talk about it as a sexual identity 
At hand is an issue deeply important to both groups, the revision of the diagnostic criteria for pedophilia. The sponsor of the event, B4U, dot act a, uh, a support group pizza gay. At, preventing, at preventing pedophiles from acting on their attraction to children hopes to influence the relevant entry in the upcoming revision of the diagnostic okay so wait i have a question for you though hold on this is interesting so we know pedophiles exist there's even some evidence that a lot of them are left-handed which might mean it, it has some neurological you know it, it like you, you might you're just born some people are just have a fucked up wiring, right? Like maybe a serial killer, same thing. Well, well so, I, I just want to say something yeah. about like the notion of having sex with people under 18, right? Yeah. There was a time where you could marry 14 years old. Yes. But over time, we've learned this does emotional trauma to people. Sure. And we've picked a number 18. And Mark Marin has one of my favorite bits about that. He's like, you know, like, oh, so it's like, oh, you want to have sex with high school chicks? Yeah, of course I want to have sex with high school chicks. That's why there's a law. And I always thought that was really <laughs> funny. But it's like, if you're like, oh, this high school girl is an attractive girl. Well, I mean, like in the history of time, they got that yeah. was acceptable but we biologically know that, they, right yeah. but we know that does trauma and we also know as parents of daughters that you know a six-year-old girl does not have the skill set in terms of tools and understanding what's going on as a 30 year old as a 40 year old like and, this, and also keep in mind that back then when when a 16 year old 14 year old married a 30 year old that was marriage for life. She was folded into the family. There was a whole thing, which I think a lot of people, the, the society realized, you can't have 30-year-old dudes dating 14-year-olds. Yeah, it's just and not, then it ruins their life. Yeah, and then leaving, no. You You're know, doing no. mental trauma to these children. Yeah. You know, it just, it, it's just... It's like, okay, we're also not going to like act like like kids are th through phones and pornography and all this, uh, a little more hypersexual than they used to be, right? Yeah. But it's like, they are not mentally capable of understanding what's happened between them and adult. Yeah. That's why when like six year olds, six year olds, when you were a kid fooling around, like how clumsy were you as a kid yeah. fooling around with a kid your age? Yeah, it was clumsy because you were experimenting, sure. and then you had the super advanced person coming in, and yeah. like it's wrong, dude. Right, right. And like how much of pedophilia is ends up in like really dark, dark places? Well, you can see the effect on children, like uh, uh, when they're adults after they've been molested. When, when a child has been, um, so a lot of times an older man will, will, will take a boy or a girl who is nine or 10 and they, they manipulate them so that the child can't tell anybody. And for five years, this happened to my friend, for five fucking years from nine to 12, he had to fuck this older guy. And when he got older, he, 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 he just never got out of it. He was always on the verge of suicide and still really it. He came to terms with it. You know, he's 65 now. He came to terms with it. But, but yeah, you see the mental effects oh, no, no, of that? No, there's no doubt that it causes massive damage. So here's the, what I think is going on with this shit is that there is an organization that wants to figure out a way since we know pedophilia is a reality and you can call it a mental illness, whatever the fuck it is, I don't really care. But we know, we, we, we know it's a reality. And so there are people who have these overwhelming urges to touch, have sex with children, right? Yeah. Now, they have no one to turn to, of course, because yeah. the alternative is suicide or, I don't know what you do, castration, because they have no one to turn to. If they tell a, if they tell a therapist, the therapist, by law, has to go to the authorities. You right. go to jail. Right. So now, and then your whole life is done. 
So now the question becomes, if you have that crazy impulse, is there somewhere you can go and get help before you do it? it how would you, if you had this insane urge, the way somebody has an urge to whatever it might be, how do, you, how do we as a society figure out a way because what happens in this society now is Listen, we wait Brian, till they do it. Brian, and we I just want to say this. Yeah. Just know every time I see a hot chick, I literally have the urge to just walk up to of her course. and start eating her asshole. Of course, dude. That's of a course. true story. Of course. Every time I see a chick, I'm like, I just want to tongue your asshole and then ask your name, I, right? I, I understand. That's kind of who I am. Right. But I have to fight these urges, okay? Right. But, he, but we also know with pedophiles, a lot of them put themselves in positions where they're around children. Well, I also got to say stuff. this, that most of these people that are pedophiles, including people in the comedy community that like seem to have gotten away with this and not only get, have gotten accused of shit, seem to be getting even more than they ever had before. You know, these are betas, dude. You could tell they can't talk to people their own age. They just can't do it. You see how they I, have a look I, in their I, face. I, I, I they it. can't talk to adults. They, they're, they're fucking afraid to interact with people who have real life experiences. So they go and they fucking prey on fucking younger people that you, can't compete with them mentally. I, I understand, but I'm just saying that this there is a mission. Let's see this. Our mission, the public promote, this is a really controversial shit, but I'm interested in it. Our mission, to I'll, publicly I'll burn promote, the whole place watch, down. To publicly promote professional services and resources for self-identified individuals, adults and adolescents who are sexually attracted to children and desire such assistance. To educate mental health providers regarding approaches needed in understanding and responding to individuals, adults and adolescents who are sexually attracted to children and who either seek or are ref referred for services regarding issues identified by such persons or by those referring them to services. To develop a pool of health care providers who agree to serve individuals who are sexually attracted to children, um, utilizing the therapeutic approaches advocated by the organization to educate the public regarding issues faced by individuals who are sexually attracted to children, and finally to undertake other projects, programs, and activities as needed to do so presents itself. Controversial, man. What do you think? What do you think of a group that wants to figure out a way to stop it before it happens by creating a safe place for these people to, to, to say, hey, I have this problem. What do you think? Do we well, I, I mean, mean I like, let's, let's just take it away from children. Should we do this for a rapist? Well, I don't know. I don't, if I, someone says I have the urge to rape women, should we have a safe place for them? To go tell tell people they want to rape women? I think so. I mean, if you if you are going to a professional saying I have this ir this urge to kill or rape, you know that that might be a that might literally be something where you go. At least you know the devil. At least you at least if there's a snake in the room, the lights are on. I'd rather have that. So I can so keep my an question eye on that. becomes: and What Brian, if they say, "Hey, just monitor me"? I I, I, I'm I know this, but myself. Brian, at what point does someone's freedoms? Uh, override the 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 sexual assaults that they fantasize about. Okay, but see, here, that very good question, very fucking good question. Because here's the thing: we know here we know that all of us agree that rapists, child molesters, they should not be allowed to be around children or in society where they have freedom to act on this stuff. Yes. We all know that. I mean, nobody disagrees with that. Unless you're a complete maniac. So, unless you're one of those people. But, so, so, having said that, here's the problem. So, now you have somebody who has uh, 
urges they don't they can't control. Okay. Now to me, I'm not so sure there is therapy for you. I'm not so sure well, there it's is. Like Joe Rogan's old bit, right? It's like, yeah, I used to fuck kids. I don't anymore. You know, yeah. it's like you never meet that dude. You never meet that. Like dude. you, like I, I feel with sex, very rarely, very rarely do you go backwards. You don't. Maybe there were chicks who no, like to have don't. like black guys run trains on them, and then suddenly they they're a mom. <laughs> like you know, Stephen Randolph has a great bit about that about. You know, he's, he, you know, he knew chicks who used to come to the party and blow bang everybody. And now they're like, oh, my baby's two years old now. You know, it's like, and we all got to keep secrets here. Right. But it's like, I love that though. I'm never going to judge anybody for crazy do you go, sexual No, stuff. dude. I Listen, dude, I literally have one rule. Yeah. Don't hurt people in terms of children sexually. Yeah. Outside of that, I don't care. I really don't care. Just don't hurt other people. I think people. most people agree with you on that. It's like, I mean, you I, have, I, I don't know if most well, people you have, agree. You have sanctity and you have like, I don't, I don't know that, I don't know that pornography that's that available is good for any of us. Um, but that's as I get older, I start to think that, but that doesn't matter. That's just my point of view. Um, um, it's maybe misplaced energy, misplaced mental, uh, you know, spiritual sort of fucking whatever it is, who cares? But I, I, I do think that my, my larger question is if people who have these urges can identify, can go to somebody and say, or a group and say, just like alcoholics and go, Hey dude, uh, this is, this is more powerful than I am. Is anybody, but but go, at that go, moment, like, Brian, do we monitor them? Do they have to agree to be monitored? I think that'd be a really good idea. And not only that, but I think what, like with Alcoholics Anonymous, you have a sponsor. So in that group, but then again, Alcoholics Anonymous has a lot of, that doesn't work for a lot of people. Yeah. So in my opinion, it works. If it, you work. it, this is what I think. If, if you feel that way, if you have this uncontrollable urge to rape, to kill, to touch children, these are things that we all know you just can't have around society. I think that my thing would be, hey, therapy's great, all good. I don't believe your services are foolproof, and I need something that's foolproof. I need something that's foolproof. So if you really feel that way, then I need you to wear an electronic monitoring bracelet at all times. Yeah, one around their balls, one around their neck, okay? And yeah, when man. shit gets weird, I can just hit it and they their dick explodes. I mean, whatever you got to do. Because remember, uh, chemical castration is an option. They'll, they'll give you chemical castration. But, yeah, I, but I, I don't did, know, dude. It's like, I don't know. See, the I, problem with this push for pedophilia is that they just don't realize that, like, it's not just the pedophile. It's the children and the effects on the children. No, and no, like that's what that these is what they're trying to do. That keep are trying to trying to say it's just a sexuality. Don't realize it's just like most most of your sexual acts involve two people who are that are legal are two people that are agreeing. I don't think they disagree. I, I think actually what what the idea would be, the idea is. You have to, if you can create, and I've read about this before, if you can create a place for people, again, who have these, because I would imagine that there are a lot of people who, who are good people and are horrified at their own, their own, like, like say you're like a guy who, you, you go to, you're just a good person. Like, you want the best for everybody, okay? And that, that happens. And all of a sudden, you have this fucking, you get to be, I don't know, in your sexual, you're 15 or 16, and you find yourself attracted to five-year-olds, well, you, you got a couple options. Put a bullet in your fucking brain. 
turn yourself in and go to jail or or uh, become a hermit and live somewhere way out in the middle of nowhere or what most people do, go into denial, try to deal with it and f- and fuck up periodically. Oh my God. We can't have them fucking up. We all know this. And then you justify it probably because you, you can't live with it, whatever the fuck it is. This is this is what I think I, we all have. Like I think people have urges to be like I'm just gonna punch this dude right in the fucking foot, and then you're not like really, I can't no. do it. I don't it. think it's the same thing, but yeah, we do. But but again, if you have an, like you know what's funny? So Sammy the Bull Gravano, he killed 19 people. Okay, and I listen to him, and I love him. I love listening to his stories. He's fascinating, and there's something about him. And I I would love to have a meal with that guy. And something you about, would, yeah, 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 because the Not way he tells this stories. guy. But I'm saying when it was so, so somehow with with gangsters, gangsters, we see watch movies, and there's something. Is he cool still alive? Yeah, there's something cool about him. But you know why? Because Sammy the Bull Gravano killed other dudes in Cosa Nostra, other dudes who were like him, and they were all in the same boat, and uh, you I knew you, you were going to die or go yeah. to jail, and that was the contract yeah. you entered into. You know, and so and, and and those guys had this code, you never touch the family. I'm not saying they're not bad guys, but somehow all of us can stomach that. Somehow, if you beat the fuck out of dudes in bars and you maybe knifed a couple yeah. guys, we're yeah. like, he's a bad motherfucker. Yeah. He went to jail for that. Yeah. We go, hey, he's cool, he's cool. Right. The minute you touch a defenseless child, child. Because they have no defense. And you know who gets killed in jail? Uh, you know the worst criminals in the world hate? Child molesters. Yep. You know, they they had this maximum security. I think it was in state penitentiary in uh, California, the baddest guys in the world. And they were like, "You, if you put a child here in this in this jail, that child would be very safe. Like nobody's gonna fuck with a child in this because we would never. I mean, they would never. These guys are murdered, triple homicide, fucking hitmen." You put a child in there, they're not going to... That, that's That child, that's the last thing anybody... that's what they went through. If you touch that child in that jail, what do you, you'd get fucked with a sharp stick. No bullshit. Yeah. I mean, because, it wouldn't even happen. Because you know what, man? It's like, you know, now that I have children, like, I don't want to pass my trauma onto my children. Right. Like, I think that's the biggest thing. Don't pass your trauma onto your children. Yeah. And that's why, that's what great parents do. And I think in this scenario in which you're bringing up... There is this notion that these kids, these they don't, these prisoners would want this kid to go through what they went through, right. and how much of these prisoners have just come from broken fucking homes. Right, and you know that's why, as parents, even when you're not getting along, you're trying your hardest to put on a, a facade of everything's going well, and it's great. For your kids. So I may, I'm making you governor. I'm making you president. I'm making you emperor. It's a yeah. tough one. I'll I go, take Sam, emperor. I'll Sam, take emperor. Mr. Emperor. Yeah. Sir. Yeah. Um, first of all, we did all the research you wanted us to do about the center of the earth, the lizard king. Yeah. And also uh, the Illuminati. Yeah. And Bill Gates. We can't find any evidence. Okay. Sorry about that. All right. But okay. So that. So you're we know, fired. So we know you were wrong about all you're that. You're fired. We know you were wrong about all that. All right. But, but Mr. Emperor. Yeah. They they want to figure out a way to to create. They want to they want a safe haven for people who want to touch children, have yeah. an urge to come sort of get help. <laughs> okay, do we just wait till they do it and then 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 kill them, or do we 
Yeah? <laughs> all right. How do we identify them before they do it, though? Kill them all, bro. Just start going around. But, but now they're going to keep it a secret. Well, you know what, man? I mean, like, to sit there and go, hey, man, I want to touch kids. Here's my program. And, you know, I've been in recovery. People disappear all the time. I know. That's what the do you do? That's the problem. What do you do? Well, I would say this. If you, I would create... Um, I would. You want to change the definition. You want to change it to minor attracted versus I know, pedophile. It's pedophile because it's less stigmatizing. You fucking go ahead. What and I give a fuck way, about? I guarantee you that ninety percent, if not a hundred percent, of these people pushing this movement do not have children. And uh, that, I would agree with that. And that is my listen. As someone who, up until he was forty-seven years old, did not have children. I used to love to weigh in all the time on raising children. Like Oprah was the biggest scam artist ever. Never had kids she's telling everybody. Kids, she? No, she's telling people. She, dude, she's a lesbian. She's bumping fucking. She's never had kids. Barney pussies wow. on each other, right? Oh, oh, that's interesting. Oprah's never had a child. Yeah, and but she's telling everybody how to raise their kids. Like you don't know how to raise kids until you have kids, and that's why I have a real problem with people who don't have kids talking about how to raise kids because the truth of the matter is you have zero investment in the world after you take your last breath okay so how about this question what if what if decided not to get married or have children Jim, because wow. she's a lesbian and she eats pussy that's why uh, what if um, and you know she throws hot sauce on that pussy too right <laughs> Why when somebody she is, she treats pussy like a McRib why sandwich? Why do you always have to turn all of these people into uh, like just because she's a lesbian, Brian? You have to turn. She's everybody. a total lesbian, Brian. Were you the type of people that like used to debate whether Bo Boy George at Culture Club was gay? Do you remember when that was a debate? He's like, I'm not gay. We're like, dude. He's the, if dude. He bangs pussy all the time. See if you can see uh, Boy George saying he's not gay, please. <laughs> And this tells you how far we've come. Because, again, when you were gay back then, you just... It, you, it was, your you whole were career stick a fork in it, dude. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Paul George, I am not gay. This is incredible. Yeah, he used to say he wasn't gay. I remember. It never is he goes, still alive? Dude, did, you, did he yeah, away? he's totally gay. Oh, okay. I he, mean, he's totally alive. Okay. Boy George, right? Yeah. Yeah, Boy George. Boy George. Boy George. What a name. Boy denying George. he's gay. Just look up denying he's Boy gay. Boy George. Do you really want to hurt me? Do you really want to make me cry? If you're a pedophile, yeah. Um, so let's move on to something else. I want firmly on the record, I will fuck pedophiles up. Me too. I'm still asking you. What, what if, see, like, okay, they're going to find, I think they're going to find a way. I hope, I pray to cure this shit. They're going to be able to find this shit in your brain. I say you just go to any Dungeons and Dragons gathering and just start <laughs> arresting motherfuckers. <laughs> right? Because it's That's all like those betas. That was my joke about any man, any grown man driving a van with no windows alone yeah. should be arrested immediately. Yeah, immediately. Like, what the fuck are you doing? You don't need it for your tools, dude. Nobody has that many tools. Does it come up? Because he used to deny he was gay way back, well, back when they were coming out. I don't fucking blame him. Man. So, so uh, I real quick, Dylan, I've been reading the book you got us. How many pages are you in? I'm not into it yet. Okay. Ooh. I'm about 100 pages in. Sam, you're reading. I, I Dude, it's a great read. 
I great read. would love to fight Alan Dulles. I would love. I I can't believe the term is still Benedict Arnold. It should really be called Alan Dulles. Why? This guy is such a fucking scumbag, piece of shit. He's a, he openly fucking worked against America's best interests, went against the president's wishes, and worked directly with Nazis, man. To get them not to get them out of the Nuremberg trials, he rigged the trials, got them out of there, brought them over to the United States because they were scientists and he could use. Because he would no. Well, how would you describe it? It wasn't that the scientist thing definitely happened, but he just didn't want. Um, he wanted to kind of keep as whole as he could the German government, so that he could still negotiate with them in the post world war yeah II in era. other words the, he he want he thought they could be an economic powerhouse and a, and a bulwark against east germany right yeah against it was a negotiating the tactic. that was always the, see the, it's interesting when you hear these guys because the soviets everything is in context with the soviet in like the soviet expansion yeah but wasn't it more malicious than that dude wasn't it more just like i don't think it's even emotional i think with those guys it was like after coming out of world war ii they were like if you ever hear like Kissinger or like, um, I think Kissinger, if you look at Henry Kissinger, okay. Like he, he sat on all of the, the, the proof that something was going on in these concentration camps. The, he yeah, openly yeah. worked against that but, but, being but, but, found out by the powers that be. So if you look at Henry Kissinger and, uh, and you look at Yitzhak Rabin, for example, the, the prime minister of Israel at the time, I think Yitzhak Rabin, you can look this up, literally lost his entire family in the concentration camps. And I think Henry Kissinger, and look this up, Kissinger literally lost most of his family in the concentration camps of Poland. So I think that would radicalize you. And what happens with people like that, if they're in power, is they go, hey, the world... The world is a fucking geopolitics. Brian, I see, and this is my biggest problem with that book. Is like it goes through the old narrative, and I'm sorry to cut you off right there, though, dude. But you have to take that into account because there was a lot of Zionists that were working with the Nazis. I'm sorry about that. It's just the fucking truth. And IBM, all these bankers, people were making lot, and it does talk about that in the book that a lot of banks, a lot of corporations were making a lot of money off the fucking nazis uh but i mean come on i mean they were killed sam there were seven million how many jews were four million i think jews it was in like poland? 40 in, in million Pol- jews but, 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 died but, but, in, in, i in, think 40 million listen, listen there were four million jews in or, in, uh, in in poland poland they made up such of the fabric of the society the economy the academia the artistic community why are you at getting so of, serious at the end of 1945 they were like they it were looks like, like you're about to say Oh man, take a look at me now. I'm alive. Yeah, but there You're were like so seven thousand left or something after, like with four million. I mean, the devastation. I think was it's complete. like nineteen million, dude. The devastation was horrific, and so to to suggest that somehow that they they worked with the Nazis. I mean. Brian, you're, Brian, you're, hold you're, on, you're, hold on. What are you saying, Brian? Your what your are you revisionist saying? history is no, is no Brian. Crazy. You're literally going against the what? Well, no, I was just. You would have Brian's been like ta- Brian talks about history in fairy tales. Wait, wait. That yeah. he read from no, kids' books. I've read way more than you have. Yeah, Brian. Hold Brian, on, you first fuck. of all, you don't read. You listen to books. No, I okay? read too. I read. But wait, but wait, wait. 
<laughs> I mean, you would be you would have been a Zionist as a Jew in uh, growing up in the Russian pales, the Russian ghettos, or in in Poland. You would have yeah, been but a Brian, do you not? But but Brian, there there were there were corporations that were actively working with the Nazis, including Disney, IBM, all these banks. They were working on with okay, the so listen, Nazis. So listen, so listen. When when you say stuff like this. Okay, when I'm correct. Like this, look at me rubbing my eyes. Look I, at you, yeah. Because, because the truth because is Sam, just Sam fucking loves, so bright. Sam loves to is simplify. It, he loves yeah. to simplify. Oh, I love it, Brian. It's amazing. Um, the Germany was a factor, an economic and world power factor in one way or another. And there was this idea that before, like when Neville, Cham uh, when Neville Chamberlain uh, dealt with, uh, I think it was the Kaiser, there was there was a reality on the ground which was Germany was a player how, for to what degree is up to historians but they were a player in the European theater you're not going to do business you're not going to do things without Germany back then yeah but now now when when Hitler came to power and yeah. began to expand yeah and we saw him invade yeah. the Sudetenland and guess what happened when he invaded Ch they still kept when working he invaded with the Sudetenland when he invaded uh, they kept working no but 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 Sam no. and when they went to <gasps> Sam, kept working with. once we declared war on Germany yeah we were at war with Germany my friend yeah yeah it's working with Germany once yeah. we declared war on Germany we went to war with Germany and killed Brian, the, and, Brian, and bombed the Brian, fuck out of Dresden. Brian, I'll tell you what. Brian, hold on. Hey, Brian. Say, hey, Dylan, yeah. can you bring up pictures of Dresden before the war oh, and Dresden Brian, so after the can war? Can I use the bathroom real quick? Sure, yes. but Brian, but as soon as I start bringing up pictures, Brian, you panic. Is, this is kind of like during a, a, a public enemy concert. Here you where go, they Sam. Take a break and they Sam. Like the retard Sam. 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 I'm give you five That's minutes. Dresden. It looked like the surface of the moon. Okay. That's before and after. We turned Dresden into let, the let, let, let Dresden. Dresden got firebombed and was hotter than the sun, and it looked like a, the surface of the moon. So when he says America worked with Nazis, I think the Nazis would probably beg to differ, since we decimated Germany, literally decimated it, and had to rebuild it. It was for a little bit. They worked with the Nazis just for a smidge, and well, then it got cut. I don't know what that means. I don't know what worked with the Nazis mean. Well, you'd have to define that. Who, guess, who, and when? Who and well, when? One, well, Charles Lindbergh is a famous example, but one of the stories Ger in, German, yeah. One of the stories in that book is Alan Dulles' brother, who became Secretary of State. They both worked for this corporate law firm, which is why they were perfectly positioned to go into intelligence because they knew the inner workings of the geopolitical yeah. know, back channeling, all that shit. So. There gets into World War II, and they literally have to force John Foster Dulles to drop their German clients. And he, like, almost breaks down in tears. It's in World War II. He just doesn't want to do it. Sure. And that was happening all over. Because there was so much money, and those people were industrialists who probably had nothing to do with the Nazis. This Because he, they were working with the Germans doesn't mean they were, like, about rounding up the Jews. And by the way, I have news for a lot of people. Most people didn't know to the extent, the extent to which the Nazis, it's like with Stalin. We didn't know the extent to which Hitler and Stalin were killing their own people until a little bit later, the majority of people. Yeah, it, it talks about it in the book, but I mean, the there was like an old miner who found what Auschwitz was going to be, what, oh, what it was going to I, be. Okay, an old miner who yeah. no one's listening to. <laughs> this guy. Who no one's listening to. Brian, no, no one Brian, to him, you really... have been taught 
a lie. Well, Sam, it's an I've, interesting story. I've read, um, I've read a lot of. See, yeah, there are a lot of scholars and who do this stuff for a living who don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> Brian. Sam, with all due respect, they don't know what <laughs> no, you're. All due disrespect, about. Brian. Sam, you're retarded. Sam, when you when you start talking about this stuff with the Nazis and Disney, the, the scholars don't know what you're talking about brian are you tell me I studied dude nazi mickey Germany. mouse was created as nazi propaganda facts bro facts uh please i would like to sit here and i want you to tell me how how uh guys like um yeah what's his name take disney, your time how you disney, sound like a guys an like old printer nazis. running explain out of fucking me, ink right explain now explain to me what, what you mean by by nazis were they anti-Semitic? I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. That yeah. was that was that was par for the course with most of the power structure in, right. in the United States and the world. Right. So anti-Semitism, people who hated Jews, of course. Uh, right. I mean, see see the Holocaust. Okay. Okay. Uh, that that's one example. So that uh, the pogroms of fucking Russia, another example. We can keep going. Oh yeah, the Egyptians who enslaved them. We can just keep going. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, the, the Old Testament. The Old Testament's so funny. If you ever read, if you ever read the Old Testament, it's literally the Israelites. They get rich. They're fucking. They're sinning their ass off. They're like, ah, fuck you. We don't need God. And some dude who's a he's a prophet. His hair's all over the place. He's dressed in rags. He's like, he's banging on a cup, going, "You fucking Israelites. God's gonna punish us. I'm telling you." And they're like, "Fuck you. Look at the crazy guy." And all of a sudden, locusts fucking pestilence <laughs> famine fuck you and finally he's like all right and now the babylonians come in or the fucking assyrians come in uh, or the Brian, persians come in and I, guess what enslaved when does the goat's them. blood come listen, in on the, on the listen, fucking door they enslaved they 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 raise israel they raise jerusalem they enslave all the jews and then 50 years later God is like, all right, I think they learned their lesson. Let's bring them back. And it happened six times in the Old Testament. So this is the old story. So we're so people- now you're saying God is anti-Semitic. No, I'm saying- You literally just went on a rant <laughs> saying God was anti-Semitic. I told you what the Old Testament says. Okay. The Brian. Old Testament is that story, right? Oh my God, the, Brian. Have you read the Old Testament? Brian, I was molested. <laughs> oh no. As a child. Who did? You just greased this whole conversation to a halt. <laughs> I just wanted to get that out because we talked about pedophile. I was molested. Okay. I just want you to know that by Larry Watts. Larry Watts. Who Larry Watts founded me. He's is the he guy Disney, that molested children. Is he a Disney? Uh, Disney no, he's not, he never worked Disney? at Disney. He was a football and basketball coach who used to like to shower with us. Holy shit! How old yeah. were you? I was uh, probably like. I mean, he molested me very early, like much earlier than. Have like you told the story before? I mean, I've mentioned it, but I just, I just want to go back to that pedophile talk, and it's like, look at how fucked up I am in my, That's in Disney. my, you know, my drinking, my drugs, and my, my sex life. It's just like you when you get diddled early. I mean, it was a whole bunch of shit, but yeah, that's a lot of it. So you know, I just want that out there that. Uh, uh, you know, it's so interesting because like I'll talk about you know certain things on stage and people get quiet. And I'm just like, dude, just know I was molested and I've been raped three times by my girlfriends mm -hmm. because I, I rock sleep boners. Okay. And have you ever woken up and they're just riding you when uh, you have, I yeah, have. yeah, I have. that's called rape. Okay. okay. <laughs> I didn't consent to that. I was snoring and dreaming of happy places and you use me as a, a fucking dick scratching post. So the point of this is, it's like, I'll fuck up pedophiles and I'll fuck up Nazis. Okay. Uh, listen, the fact that you don't like pedophiles Nazis, are you anti-slavery as well? Yeah, I okay, well, there you go. See, and well, how about kicking well, babies in the 
face. You're not. Well, you I'm starting to wonder what you're anti. Is that where you draw? That's where you draw the line. You're like, we should listen to pedophiles, hear their stories. Listen, I'm saying that everything. Has Wait, should the, MTV do acoustic jams with pedophiles? Everything has its exceptions. If you touching you children love, is on. so fun, you would never I'm kick a baby. You never kick a three year old in the face. Obviously, right? No, I won't. What if it was three year old Hitler, three year old Stalin? I would fucking fuck up. You drop kick is drop yeah. kick that little fucker. I used in the to face. have a joke about that. I go fight baby Hitler. I um, smack his fucking German Dana grandma. Gould, Dana Gould has the greatest joke about that. He's like, everything is in context, something like that. He goes, if I took baby Hitler by the ankles and I was beating baby Stalin with baby Hitler over the head, it would look pretty fucking awful from a distance. But upon closer examination, when you got more of the story, you perspective. Know, it's so fucking good. Yeah. Um, Sam, Sam, listen. Brian, I had to derail that argument because you were so retarded. You're, the only way to save this is to talk about me getting molested. I, no, no, That's no, the no, only good. way to save your moment. Just let everybody know I got diddled by a grown man. Okay, I did so too. The, I did too. So I, I've talked about it too. I got I got diddled as well, and I was like, "What the fuck?" And, Are you trying to one up me? I, the third time it happened, I was like, "I'm going to tell my mom." Yeah. Did. And back then, you know what they did? They fired the guy. That was all. No cops. Um, and he sucked my other friend. He sucked my friend's dick. My friend goes, he sucked my dick. I go, what? He goes, I woke up in my sleeping bag. We used to go on canoe trips with this fucking guy. Anyway, um, so there are a lot. That's this is this is unfortunately child molesters are probably way more plentiful than we realize. Well, there's just a bunch of beta cucks out there that can't compete with alphas for for well, women. Beta cucks aren't necessarily the ones that are. That, no, but I'm, what I'm saying is, is like it's thing. like whenever you look at these, like I can almost watch people walking by and know they're shady as fuck. There's yeah. just a certain look in their face. They have this skin that looks like pizza. They're goose stepping. Yeah, and they they have this weird neck, right? <laughs> they have just weird necks. Really? So yeah, and so I'm just telling you, it's just like so, so. If somebody has a weird neck and they have bad skin, yeah, they're probably a no. I'm just saying, you could tell. We'll walk one day and I'll go. I bet you that guy's into some weird ass shit. Everybody's into weird shit, but yeah. some of it is hurts people. Yeah. Like I, like you know, I'm really getting religious lately and spiritual, man. Yeah. Starting to get into it. Uh, because it, you know, whenever I think about it and I, I enter it, well, I, I feel my vibration go up. Yeah. You're anti, you're anti Nazi and pedophile and kicking babies in the face. Yeah. But I'm like, when I start talking about like the universe and how we're all connected, like my vibration goes up Yeah, it just starts to go up and it makes me feel like happier. And as I get deeper into this, I start realizing, you know, we're all connected and I start to get into that. You know, there's all these rules of organized religion and so much of it is like sins. I really do believe brother, there is only one sin and that is pain and suffering. Are you causing pain and suffering to other people now under pain and suffering there's a lot of shit physical un physical violence we're not talking about defending yourself but physical violence hitting people pain murdering stealing stealing money you cause pain and suffering to people you know and you you hear a lot of like near-death experiences right you know they always talk about when at the end i was forced to deal with all the pain and suffering i'd cause people whether I'm seeing it on like what they said with like screen, like visions everywhere or actually feeling every time I cause pain and suffering. To somebody. So it seems like it's pain and suffering is 
And the opposite of pain and suffering is what? Love, right? So like when I when you spread love, like every day I like I, I'm gonna help three people. Like sometimes it's handing out money to people. Sometimes it's just complimenting people, holding a door open, like simple things, pushing their car when they're like next to the fucking gas station. These are little things, right? But pain and suffering is the really the only sin. I don't really believe in sin, but if we had to label something as sin, it would be pain and suffering, dude. And I just know that there's so, so I don't judge people's sexualities. I don't judge what they do with consenting adults. I don't think that's the, and, and I'm also not in the God game. Like I'm not going to judge somebody's lifestyle, except if you're causing pain and suffering, right? If somebody's gay, I'm not going to go crazy on them because supposedly God, because of one passage in the Bible, God doesn't like gay people. Well, I'm not God. Let God, and if they have that day, that day will come and they will deal with that. But I'm not God and I'm not going to judge people like I'm God. But I will rain fucking hellfire down on these fucking people bringing pain and suffering, particularly to children, because I got diddled. But you always turn me into a power bottom sniffing poppers. And yeah. you're always but in you my like it brian that's the whole thing but you're, if you like weird stuff shoved in your butt brian yeah i will buy you tons of butt plugs for christmas I know, but every time i'm losing an argument in your mind which i never do but in your mind you turn me into a power bottom and you're like i'm in your ass right now and i can feel your breath on the back of my neck <laughs> and i don't think that that's a very viable way of winning an argument but brian does that bring you pain and suffering because if it does i'll stop doing it well dude not when i have poppers i mean i will admit you're giving me poppers and it's all confusing <laughs> brian i would like for you to jerk off one time with poppers tell me how it feels all i know is you gave me fucking <laughs> you gave me fucking an, a crowd magalas and i'm still trying to figure out how the fuck you broke my crazy grip dude i cannot believe you don't take Kraft maga it really blows my mind because you are training. a Kraft maga dude i gotta start training i was done. it's the best bro i like boxing but jesus that boxing is great is dude yeah. boxing is great but Kraft maga like i said all i want to do is make a ton of money quit everything and then just train 24 7 you just train jujitsu man that shit's the Bomb. Yeah, I'm, but dude, Croft and God is my favorite thing. Getting I'm getting better shape. at my kicks, bro. Yeah, but you'll get in crazy shape if you jujitsu. Ju dude, I'm getting, well, I gotta get limber. I'm doing a lot of um, yoga and I'm doing a lot. I, so for my birthday, Chris and F got me a, a fucking bike for my house. That's a waste of time. And I, what? <laughs> oh, sorry. I wish you would just You lift just brought weights. pain and suffering I, to I, me. I just wish you would lift weights and listen to me. Well, you won't listen to me. Why won't you listen well, to me? Well, I'm debating what I want to do, dude. I want to get out of where I live. I live in this great place, but my life has gotten bigger to it. So I'm like, do I want to buy a house in LA? Prices are skyrocketing right now. I just now. love that you're, I love that you are in a position where you can think about buying a house. I Thank fucking you. love that. Dude, I've been selling fucking tickets, bro. My goal I, is I one night, 300 that. people I'm, in each fucking market i love that and and you're gonna get that and speaking of which orlando florida improv this friday saturday that's where i'm you're at. just doing a friday saturday that's it this Dude, that's friday, great saturday. those are the best i'm flying but you're doing two friday, shows two shows each night that's great why not thursday's not bad it's good to get your beak wet yeah sunday's well, I just came back from Naples, had a blast, but I did Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I can't that do was it. a tough one. It's, I got I to pee. Okay, so now I get to talk about some great stuff. We'll talk about this book. Give me your dates. Well, I only have two dates left, bro. I only have two dates left, and I'm very excited. Uh, Thursday night in San Diego, I'm going to be there, and, um, you know, working on new shit. 
Uh, and then December 11th is my final. I think it's the 11th on uh, Tampa. It It is my yeah. final show of 2021. And uh, yeah, I'm at sites. So Dylan, do you think 2021 was better than 2020 or 2019? I feel like. Marginally. As, yeah. Marginally. And like, can they continue this all the time? It's insane. I was just at a party, a bunch of 30-year-olds. They're all talking about getting boosted up. Everybody's talking about getting getting their boosters. And I'm looking around like, what is going on? How is this baking into... I mean, we're not young anymore, but still. It's just, uh, it's just like, it's just science is this weird thing that people can't come to grips with. So so the price of uh, housing in, L- in California is skyrocketing. And you're like, I thought everybody's moving. Yeah, everyone is moving. But guess what's happening? I talked to my real estate friend. Everybody from the states that don't have mandates, don't have masks, don't have vaccine mandates, guess what? A bunch of lib retards are all moving from there to California because they want to live in slavery, right? <laughs> they want they want to show their passport yeah. at Starbucks. Yeah, at the Apple store. That's why the prices are going up. So so I go to Starbucks. I haven't been to Starbucks since the mandate, right? Yeah. They look empty. Yeah, they look like there's nobody there. Because why would you go there and show you a vaccine passport for a virus that has a 99.6% survival rate to get a cup of fucking coffee? But, but there's a caveat to that as well. It, it has a practically 100% survival rate if you're a, if you're a regular person. Uh, 78% of the people that fucking died of COVID are fat fucks. They were fat. They were very overweight. They were ob- obese. No, they were obese. So nobody wants to talk about that. So, so uh, nobody, nobody is fucking. Nobody has ever. The problem with with these these news organizations is they weren't. They just weren't telling the truth. They weren't. So Doctor Fauci supposedly stuff. came out and said the vaccine's not working. Let me see this. Let me see this. This fuck, we're so, all I know is I'm, I'm in Florida. I don't have to wear a mask anywhere. Like, it, like is that crazy to you? And people aren't dying. Like, like that's kind of like what weed, mask right? In LA, huh? You ever go to Texas? It's like, hey, dude, is weed legal here? They're like, no. I'm like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Vaccine immunity is waning. And it's just, it's just a, it's just a push. It's basically saying it's not working. People are going. People are double vax. They're still going to the yeah. <laughs> It's unbelievable. He's literally coming out and saying it, and people are like, "I gotta get the booster." You're like, goalpost moving. Keeps moving. Why is the th- so so going back to this guy? So I mean, like, how long until this guy is paraded in the streets naked and we yell shame at him? Say again. How long until Fauci's paraded in the streets? I'm going to wait till you're done with your fucking phone before I say it again. All right, go ahead. Sorry, I had to, I had to say I can't make my 1130 because we're having too much fun. Keep oh, going. dude, what's your 1130? I had to work out, but it's, it's a fuck. Come on. What are you doing, lifting weights? Yeah, I lift weights, dude. 20 <laughs> minutes. 20 minutes. That's 20 minutes, pound it out? That's it. Who are you working out with? The best trainer of all time, Lou Parada. Really? He shows up for 20 minutes, screams at you? The best. Do you do poppers? You'll never get hurt. You could, you could come with me. You should come with me. It would change your life. I have to go do a lot of stuff. You could come with me and just come to Abbott Kinney and just work out with me. That's is that your right. guy right there? God, look at that. <laughs> dude, he was all natural too. That's natural. That, that that dude was such a badass. Look at that. 
That's my man back in the day. Brian, Holy do you think fuck. you could ever get to that right now? No way. Hold on. Go back. Go back. That's that's what he looks like now. He's 64 years old. Oh, that's He's one great. of my favorite people in the world. Brian, He's, as you get older, how are you feeling? Uh, um, I'm way more delicate. Like, I have to... Uh, I have to Are you sad him. you're getting older? Dude, I can't believe these pictures exist online. That's where I work <laughs> what out. What do you think they right didn't have photos back then? Right there. Look at him. Go back again. Go back one more. He was a, he's a gorilla, man. Look at him. Back in the day. Look at that fucking look jaw. Look at that chin, bro. Look at that jaw, boy. 100% look Italian. Northern Italian, like a fucking monster. Good looking guy. Oh, yeah. Just a fucking monster. Been married to the same woman forever. Just, to have, uh, just he's so, he's, he's as constant as the sun coming up and down. As his beautiful wife. It's He's all, got three it's daughters. Like, so Joe Rogan came out, could suck his own dick. He didn't do this. His daughter, I guarantee, did all this for him. He's like, whatever. Go back when he's, that's when he's 16. Let me go go down, go down. He, he walks around at 240 pounds. Look at him. His dad was a was a, a boxer, an Italian boxer. So his dad always had him working 13. out all the time. Yeah, that's 13 years that's old. That's 13 yeah. years old? Yeah, just a, a true mesomorph. Like a tr <laughs> one of those guys who just naturally puts on crazy muscle. Yeah. So Rogan says he could suck his own dick, which is truly amazing because he is such a thick piece of He's meat. So flexible. I don't know, how, but just physically, how do you fold that over? He's crazy flexible. He can he can do the but splits it's just, right now. You know what goes down to is like how dedicated Joe Rogan is. Like that's yeah. dedication. Yes. You put your mind to something, you could fucking do it. He just he and just, like this dude's like I'm gonna be able to suck my own dick. He'll outgrind. He will outgrind you, dude. Outgrind. So then Saturday Night Live makes fun of him, and it's it's so bad. And I feel bad because I have some people that I love on Saturday Night Live right now. I love them, and I want them to thrive. What did they say? Will you look up the cast of Saturday Night Live? Because there's a there's a guy that used to hang out at the store. He's on there now, and where is he? Right there. Go down. It's oh no, these are all. Can you go current cast? Yeah. Because I just want, I mean, like, dude, I want all my friends to do so well. And I just really want them to shine. So this is it. Oh, right up there. The first guy. How do you, that that guy. Aristotle, sorry. Dude, Aristotle is the nicest guy. The nicest guy. Super funny. Super funny. He did that space go. What was it with, um, on Comedy Central was a uh, kind of like an uh, Indian, Middle Eastern, um, a sketch show that was really funny, but Aristotle's such a good dude, super fucking funny. And when I saw he was on there, I was like blown away. I'm like, oh my god, I'm, I'm so happy for this guy. What's it called? Uh, Silicon Valley, the Coop, funny man. Where is it? It's not on there. Holy shit! It was somebody dance uh, on uh, Saturday Night Live. It's so funny. I have not. I wouldn't. I couldn't even tell you what's on my IMDb. I've never gone there and put anything up. I don't give a shit. But then we got Punky Bruce, Punky Johnson, who's awesome, and Melissa Villasenor. So look at Punky. Can you play that? Punky. Punky used to be a bartender at the comedy store. I love it. And oh, how crazy Punky. is I the comedy Punky. store? Punky's awesome. She's such a good person, dude. Where, where is uh, where is Melissa Villasenor? Go go down one, right over there. Oh, God damn it. Good for her. And Daryl Hammond's back on it? Dude, Daryl Hammond's like, I used to smoke crack and Good do fucking sketches. Her. Dude, this is amazing. SNL, baby. So they, they spoofed. Uh, Chris Rogan. Reed's great. He's a friend. I mean, like, I know him through. They, they, uh, they, they, uh, 
they Rogan got uh, they spoofed him. What'd they do? Yeah, can you look you it up? You want me to pull it up? Yeah. Pete Davidson played him. It was, it was not good. I, I Pete's you know. I, I, I had a great I, joke. I, I well, people told me it was a great joke. It was uh, <laughs> Pete Davidson. Um, yeah, here it is. Wait till you watch this. Oh, yeah, you passed it. Yeah. yeah, it's in the middle. Keep going. Keep going. It's right there. Maybe the vaccine gave me COVID. Yes, yes, that sounds correct. <laughs> but let's ask our resident medical expert, Joe Rogan. Well, that's right. I used to host Fear Factor, and now doctors fear me. Can you help me, Joe? Oh, sure thing, Big Bird. You see, I took Carlos Mencia down. I could take COVID. Here's some zinc, an ayahuasca, and some horse medicine. Well, why would a bird take horse medicine? I'm a human, and I took horse medicine. <laughs> and I'm speaking of things that uh, are horse-like. Uh, today's two sponsors are the letters S and D, as in, I can S my own D. That's it? Yeah, keep going. God, That's Melissa V. Senor. No one under 65 watches. I'm almost 30. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. <laughs> but S and D aren't the only letters we're talking about today. There's also three terrible letters. C, R, and T. Critical race theory. And oh, stop. 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 So that, that's it then? I, I just like you're a mouthpiece. You're a mouthpiece. Like, what happened to you, Saturday Night Live? Is it that you know nobody watches, so you might as well just... It just sucks, because, you know, I must say something about that sketch. They they edited it a way that didn't seem like it was funny at all. And there were some funny moments in that sketch. Yeah. I don't mind them. I mean, I don't mind them making fun of Rogan or anybody. I think that's what they do, but... Um uh, I, I, I just never hear anybody talking about Saturday Night Live anymore. Well, I mean, because it's for children. Is that, is that right? Yeah, I mean, think of your favorite cast, they say. Uh, well, it wasn't on TV when you were in school. I mean, television was still black and white. That's true. But, like, you know, usually, sound. no, they usually say your favorite cast is from when you were in school, when you were in, like, young school. I so. think it's just a different time. The, like uh, Will Sasso said, the internet's a sketch. You know, it, it, you, you can find all that. And it's really hard now to keep up. You know, I watch movies from even, like, so I watched uh, Liar Liar. Uh, I saw a little excerpts of it. And, you know, Jim Carrey was amazing. But I got to tell you, you, you watch the movies now and they seem so dated. Like, they just do. They're just, the characters, the actors, you, somehow you're like, you just don't believe any of it. Well, the problem is that, you know, thanks to shows that I do and the show that you do with me, um, yes, yes. The, uh, <laughs> the truth is out there. <laughs> that authenticity is, it, it's so hard for Hollywood to compete. Well, because remember now, if you're an actor, right? It used to be you'd be on like Leno or something for three minutes. And we were like, this mysterious actor, what a life. Now, can you imagine interviewing, uh, God bless her, but Sandra Bullock for three hours? Rogan would get the lowest fucking ratings ever. Nobody cares. <laughs> I don't want to hear about life on the set and how you make believe for a living. Well, it's, it's not also her fault. that it's like not that interesting. nepotism is more prev like 
people see it more than ever. Like the the allure that these were like like how how often did you hear just stories like oh, I was just like you know working at this restaurant and I just went on this audition and everything worked out and then you find out. They knew somebody, they related to somebody, they fucked somebody. Like, there's so much, like, the the, the magic of Hollywood is gone. Because people realize that, you know, you aren't, there are no overnight successes. Someone just doesn't get off the fucking, no. the Greyhound bus going, gee whiz, I hope I make it. Next thing no. you know, and there are some stories of that. Yeah, but those personalities are strong. Like yeah. the people that I know that have made it, and I know a lot of people that have made it. And the truth they're, of the matter they're, they're is, like hardworking, fucking, undeniable people. I mean, it, it's like they're very aggressive. Let's Hollywood it almost doesn't want super successes because then that is the bar in which everything else is judged. I just don't think we. I don't think we have. Uh, I don't think we have a populace that where one person can capture that many people anymore. Rogan's as close to it as you get, but. For the most part, we just don't have um, a centering of... And the, there's of, too much. We don't have a centering just of the American mind anymore. America is... there. You, you have to, as a performer, you have a niche audience because everybody has different interests. Right. It, and it, it breaks up between like age groups. It probably breaks up between cultural groups. So it used to be when Julia Roberts did a movie, everybody went to see a Julia Roberts movie. It, there's no one who opens a movie like that. I mean, there's some dying sort of like, you know, you, I'm sure Bradley Cooper still makes, fetches a large price for a movie he might do, but that audience is going to be primarily white and probably a little wealthier. or No, not wealthier, but they're going to be primarily white. So it's, it, it just all depends on how you look at these things. I don't know. Um, I don't know. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. It's interesting. It's all it's all being shaken up because this is the thing: music, so songs or um, or movies are commodities to be ingested, and then we're on to the next. There's just such a variety and so much of it that I don't have to I don't have to stick to one thing. I've got everybody and their mother, whether they're amateurs or they're professionals, who have the means to express themselves. When Netflix just churns out movie after movie, and I can just see it in my algorithm, or I can I can watch whatever I want on YouTube, premium. I don't know. I mean, the only stars that are left are porn stars. Am I right, everybody? I don't even know. I don't know one porn star by now that I used to. I used to know Belladonna, and yeah, you know that that Rocco that now is just all Peter indie North. shit. Those were yeah. Now again, again. Porn stars. I but can isn't go to, that I good can, though, dude? Like everybody has a chance, and maybe yeah. the days of like blowing up off of like, you know, maybe Rogan's the last mechanism to blow people up. Look, when people talk about white supremacy, if you watch the movies from the '90s, from the '80s, from the '70s, if you watch the movies from the early 2000s, if you watch TV from all those eras as well, it is all white, and so I get it. Like it was all white. If you were black, you had one tiny part. You know, if you were like Asian, you didn't have yeah, any parts. But what parts. about Oprah? What about Eddie Murphy? Were, what there about were extremes? There were examples on the on the fringes. But I'm just what I'm saying is that for the most part, if you watch a Jim Carrey movie, you can you can count the the they did have some diversity shit where they'd have like one black dude who was on the board. Def Jam wasn't huge. Motown wasn't huge. Was still, Music was wasn't still in huge. Comparison though to the to the overall kind of like expression, I think that it was. 
it was just underrepresented. Underrepresented. Yeah, but have we gone? Uh, there was one black. Movie I get star. it. Yeah. I totally get it. So let's say your premise is right that the movies were were all uh, white. Yeah. Okay. I, I will agree with that. So today, though, I mean, do you think it's better? Well, so I, I I appreciate I appreciate how all these different groups have people that can represent them. Here's the problem. Is it good, if, Brian? If you if you push equity over quality, yes. you're gonna run into some problems. And writing a good TV show or a movie is a motherfucker. No, we've talked about this before, yeah. Brian. It's not it's not the diversity problem I have. Yeah. Because it should be equal. We all it's like they don't really want diversity. They want hand selected people that fit a narrative they want so when we hear about female comedy we talk about it all the time it's just like who gets pushed these fucking 20 year old girls women that have been doing comedy for three years and they don't have any clue what really funny is yet but they say a couple jokes about their pussy yeah. and everyone's like oh my god you're so brave right yeah. and they why you got people like christina pashinsky paula bell just like paula savages now christina Pusch Brzezinski has beaten the Matrix through her podcast, and she doesn't really need any of that shit. You know, she's doing her own thing. But so many of these. Let me, let me let me let me simplify it for everybody too. Kamala Harris, uh, in her in her uh, Biden, otherwise known as the DNC town bike, because everyone's wrote her. So Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris, basically garbage person. If you if you ever see her camel toe, um, if you ever see her. Uh, campaign thing it was about equity and she was explaining it and so let me so she was saying at the end of the day um some people start on third base other people start at home plate and we want to make sure everybody gets to start at third base and some people are more privileged and we want to create an equitable starting point cool and in her very small mind in her in her marxist mind she seems to think that would create a difference. That would create a difference in outcome. That it would make the world more equal. Let me tell you something. Uh, even within people's own families who are raised with exactly the same circumstances and privilege, some brothers or sisters do far better than their other siblings. Uh, in plenty of cultures like the ethnic Chinese, the Koreans, who didn't suffer, who suffered plenty of, you know, uh, discrimination. They also they also um, have major discrepancies. Despite the fact that they start with nothing in their pocket and a lot of discrimination, somehow a generation from there they're crushing it. The Jews are a classic example throughout. You history. love the Jews, so we bro. can just keep going with the Armenians in Turkey who crushed it. It just goes on and on. So so there are about fifty factors that contribute to success. Not where you started. Where you started is only one tiny factor. It may play a role to an extent, but it is not a determinant because there are thousands of examples, and I mean millions, and most examples where people started with zero. Rogan started with no father and no money. And look what he's doing now. I totally The American agree on story that. is not where you start. It's where you fucking end up and how you do it. I so totally agree So the idea between equity versus equality is so fucking dumb. And Kamala Harris just doesn't have a good brain. She is, she is, the, the, that, that is a destructive idea. It's a destructive idea. 
Well, it's stupid. It it, well, I mean, ultimately, if you take a look, like if socialism is so great, why is our border being fucking overran by people from socialist countries? I love this, dude. Let's see what this is. Oh yeah. So here you go. Listen to how she talks. How condescending. So there's a big difference between equality and equity. Equality suggests, oh, everyone should get the same amount. The problem with that, not everybody's starting out from the same place. So if we're all getting the same amount, but you started out back there and I started out over here, we can get the same amount, but you're still going to be that far back behind me. Stop, stop it. What she's not telling you is that she was born with a pussy and she fucked her bosses and she got a head start. Go on. That is, doesn't even matter. It's the, the general message. Well, I mean, dude, is anyone talking about women shouldn't be able to fuck their bosses? Like, where's that movement? Like, all these women that talked about male toxicity, all of them were on Chelsea Handler's show where she fucked her married boss and got a 10-year fucking deal and they don't talk about that male toxicity. That's Sam speaking, not Brian. Why is this black person dressed like Hitler Youth? The support they need so that everyone can be on equal footing and then compete on equal footing. Equitable. We're not all going to end up in the same place. It's impossible. Will you look up Terrence McKenna dying system? Will you look up that? This has changed my life. And this is what people do. And you know what? Dad, I'm going to toot my own horn. This is some what I did. What I did. Does this say the dying system? Pull yourself out of the dying system. Who is Terrence McKenna? I know that name. Is he a historian? There's a famous quote, and he talks yes, about... Stone Ape guy? Yeah. Well, oh, he's like, was that's a, right. that's uh, just a, a, a philosopher right. almost. And he basically talked about how the key to life is pulling yourself out of a dying system and starting your own system, right? Of course. And at, when you're somebody who comes from poor means... When you're somebody who comes from lower class, right? You have to start your own system in order to compete, whether that's your own job, your own YouTube, your own business, your own YouTube channel, whatever it is, you have to start it over. You can't compete. There are rules to business, and a lot of these rules of business are set so that the people on top stay on top until they're ready to move on. So you have to start your own your own system and it's going to get clunky and it's going to be hard like nothing lasts go back to that nothing lasts that's one thing i think you learn from life psychedelics are just paying attention very little lasts these buddhists aren't kidding you aren't kidding you are here for a very brief moment and you can sit on your thumb and do whatever you want but in fact the clock is ticking what are you going to do about it are you going to blow it off or be a hedonist what are you going to do that w- with that? If most people took it seriously, a hell of a lot more would be done with more attention to equality and intent. Equality and intent. I'll try to be. I'll try to be around and about. But if I'm not, then you know that I'm behind your eyelids, and I'll meet you there. Oh shit! That sounds like he was stoned out of his fucking gourd. He died, huh? Yeah, we all die. But right. see, die my young. problem was saying there's infers. That there might, we only get one shot at this. And I think that is the big, the big lie. I think we're born multiple times. Yeah. And they, they it's, it's, he it's. Was, he was uh, young when he died, right? He was, well, you know. 64 or was he? 
How do you spell McKenna? 54. 54. He was my age when he died. What did he die of? Did he kill himself? No, dude. I think. See what he died from. That's that's young, my age. Dying. Yeah, man. Seizure. So Brian, now that seizure? we're coming towards the yeah, end of uh, of the year, yeah, buddy. I mean, do you think that you will ever have the balls to do uh, 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 go on the road with me? Yeah, I just my my fucking road schedule is so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, what are you doing right now? I was just uh, I'm just trying to work out when to work out. <laughs> Are we on a podcast, Brian? No, no, Do you no. do this on Fire the Kid? No, I don't. I want to talk. I'm just, do you I respect we were done. the show? I thought we were done. Brian, sorry. what is wrong with I'm you? Sorry. I didn't know you were talking. <laughs> you didn't know I was talking. This is a, where we talk. All right, keep going. Keep going. I'm sorry. I apologize. I had to just, I, I got yelled at. Um, Brian, do you think you'll ever have the balls yeah. to do uh, a tour, uh, some shows with me? Yes. I, I just want don't to. think you do. I want to get out. You and I do some stand up, and then we come back out and we debate a topic. Yeah, be awesome. And I will fucking show them. And that's when I got to pull out the guns. <laughs> I know. I got to pull out the guns. And I and I I've, I've been bringing a knife to a gunfight on purpose. Yeah, and that's fine, dude. Fill me full of holes. <laughs> Fill me full of holes and popper me up. But at the end of the day, dude, when I get when I reach for my six yeah. shooter, yeah, dude. Yeah. People go, how the fuck does he shoot that well from his hip? From his hip. I mean, I've been practicing shooting, but I got to have the gun up near my face so I can sight it. Oh, this Brian. motherfucker is shooting. He's shooting at two targets from his hips. The answer is yeah. Brian. Okay. Oh, I know. Isn't that crazy? Well, guys, go see Brian. He's in somewhere orlando. orlando florida ladies and gentlemen i just got back from florida i'm back on that fucking plane i don't like that florida that is flight's a, a bitch yeah it is a bitch it's a dude. bitch it's too much so i was uh anyways so come see me i'm in san diego then tampa two of my favorite cities to perform in so hopefully i know i was just in san diego but they want me back so i'm back holla at your boy uh catch me while you can i'm gonna try to put together shows with brian he seems hesitant no, but down. we'll do it man I'm and excited. uh yeah dude great show great so are you available on uh thursday or are you gonna be somewhere else i'm here thursday all right dude we'll do, we'll it. do it dylan thank you for everything dylan you're a man Guys, eventually. Hey, go Dylan give us I, a five star review on yes. Apple Podcasts. Let people know. I can't believe we're not top two hundred. My spiritual podcast got in the top two hundred zero with Sam Tripoli. Really? Yeah, it was like one ninety five. Wow. But yeah, dude, it's it, it's. Um, a, we are gonna Dylan and I are gonna eventually get Colin Callen going, which will just be where you get to call me on the phone and talk to me and ask me advice, and uh, I'll have some other stuff going on. So stay tuned. <sighs> When people ask, is everything a conspiracy? The answer is yes. Who and what is controlling everything and why? They, they practice sorcery. I can't argue against magic. <laughs> I don't know what it is that we live on, but I believe it's a realm. This realm that we live in is the lowest level of heaven, highest level of hell. Chicken snake gods and the Anunnaki and sorcery. If Sam says the chicken snake god is running everything, I'm literally in the world of crazy. <laughs> I'm winning. <laughs> You're losing. Conspiracy Social Club, aka Deep Waters. Deep Waters. Deep Waters. Deep Waters.